Iconic makeup artist. Beauty industry revolutionary. Entrepreneur. Bobby Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown. Today, my guest is my good friend, Hello Toothpaste founder, Craig Dubinsky. He started a dental health company because he knew he could make a more friendly alternative to the big toothpaste brands. He wanted his products to be more natural, more welcoming, and more fun. Craig has more energy and excitement than anyone I know. He's like a little kid. He comes in and he's like, oh my God, wait till you hear this. Oh my God, you should see this. Oh my God, I have a new product. You have to see it. Oh my God. We... He's so excited that I don't know how his wife calms him down, but she seems to do a really good job at it. Here's my conversation with Craig Dubinsky. How the hell did you get the name Hello? From a legal perspective or from a philosophical perspective? Both. First Both. philosophical. How did you think of it and why was it important to get? And then how did you get it? Well, um, because we're in Manhattan right now, this is a Manhattan-centric moment, but it's a global, it's a global moment. I'm a really visual person, and I was in a CVS on 6th Avenue, not too far from here, actually. And I walked by the oral care set because I just happened to be walking by the oral care set. And I saw on basically almost every box that caught my eye, a picture of an extracted tooth. Some of them had holograms of extracted teeth. Some of them had just pretty extracted teeth with like concentric circles around them. And I thought, wait a minute, they're using like a dead tooth, a highly stylized, really you know, beautiful dead tooth, an extracted tooth as a way to sell me toothpaste. And I thought that was really kind of weird, nuts, right? Like, and, and this just sort of hit me in like one big lightning bolt moment. And I thought, you know, if I was in the market for a Volvo and I went into the dealership and they had like a taped out silhouette on the ground of a roadkill, <laughs> you know, person. And I said, oh, that's where, you know, this is the outline of, of you know, Johnny and Johnny used to drive, uh, you know, a BMW, <laughs> step over yeah. Johnny's corpse and, you know, step into our new Volvo uh. and check it out. I'd be like, what? You gotcha. know, well, he didn't drive a Volvo, like the safest car, you know? It's like they're trying to tell you that the products are so great. Maybe they get down to the roots and all that kind of stuff. But it just seemed really counterintuitive to me to show me like a dead tooth. Okay, so? So I picked up the product and I saw these ingredients that kind of scared me a little bit. And I'm not a chemist, but even as a non-chemist, I was like, I don't know if I can curse, but, you know, I was like, what the? Yeah. Fill in the blank, beep, beep, beep. My and, neck says it on my necklace. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. What, Yay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> so there you go. I said, what the- What the Bobby's necklace. Yes, okay. what the Bobby's necklace. <laughs> and I thought, you know, everything in this category seems to be just about scaring you. And if you're not whitening, you're frightening. And if you're not using the stuff, you're going to go to the dentist and they're going to drill, fill, and bill you. And it's just going to be this awful experience. And, you know, like, because I love to rhyme because I can't help myself. And uh, and I thought, you know, it's like if you don't use a certain product, you're not going to get paid and you're not going to get laid. You're not going to get the job. The date's <laughs> going to go poorly. It's all bad. So so? And, and so I thought, well, what's the friendliest word I could think of? Because nothing seems friendly in this category. And the friendliest word I could think of was hello. So I trademarked the word hello all over the world. And, and nobody had it. No. 
in all these different categories. I mean, Adele and Lionel Richie owe me some serious coin. Uh huh. No, just kidding. Um, but yeah, no one had trademarked that it. That is crazy. So I have good counsel, which is obviously a big yeah. help, but no, no one had trademarked it. And I have the word mark, which means the word, regardless of typeface, could be uppercase, lowercase, ital- it doesn't matter. And then obviously we have an identity and that's trademarked as well um, all over the world in a whole bunch of different categories. Wow. Yeah, no one had done it. Oh, wow. I wonder if anyone has high. I don't know. H-I. I don't know. But we thought about you know making high as a kid's brand. We were going to have hello for adult and high for kids. And then we thought, no, hello still kind of works. And it's hard enough to maintain one brand, let alone multiple. So we just kind of left it with hello. So being a serial entrepreneur, um, this wasn't your first trip to the rodeo. Mm-mm. So take me back, first of all, I don't even know where you're from. Where am I from? I grew up in Englewood, New Jersey. Uh-huh. So I'm a New Jersey boy. Okay. And I escaped New Jersey uh, for a little bit. I lived in I lived in Manhattan a couple of times. I lived in San Francisco for a little bit. I lived in Atlanta for about six years, but I don't have a y'all in me. They've told uh-huh. me down there. Okay. But I loved Atlanta. It was great. And, and what did you Montclair. study in school? Originally music. I was okay. a music guy. And I was a, I graduated with an economics degree. And uh, I was an entrepreneur in high school. I was an entrepreneur in grammar school. I literally had a lemonade stand as a kid, but my lemonade stand had a car wash. Because uh-huh. why would you just have a lemonade stand? Like I had a captive audience if I washed your car. That's so cool. So I could like cross sell, upsell. <laughs> so I always had businesses. All through college, I had businesses as well. And where'd you go to college? Uh, University of Rochester. Okay. In lovely Rochester, New York. Lovely, especially yeah, in the great. winters. It's, um, yeah. you have to get extra creative there. Okay. Yeah. It just fuels your creative juices because you're not going outside unless you want to you know, have something turn blue and fall off and shatter. So what so, was your first job, though? My very first job, I think I was in 10th grade, and I worked in the produce department of a supermarket. And I, I was, I think, uh, extra courteous. So I got a lot of props because I would just help everybody. Because you said hello to everybody. I did say hello to everybody. Okay. It's really true. Yeah. Uh, before that, I, I basically made jobs. Like I... Uh, I'd ride my bike to a AMP supermarket in Fort Lee on the other side of the George Washington Bridge, and I would stand in the supermarket and offer to help people pat, like, fill their bags with groceries and carry them out to their car, and hope I'd get tips. And did you always? Always. I did that. I think in like, I don't know, seventh grade or something. I always, like, kind of hustled. And and what was your biggest tip? Do you remember? Uh, buy low, sell high. No, my biggest tip was, uh, I think someone gave me $5 and I was like, okay. wow, that was amazing. That's like, you know, when you go to the lemonade stand, you better hook somebody up, uh-huh. you know, like stop at every lemonade stand and like give somebody $5. So what was your first job out of college? Uh, I was a trader in the commodities exchange. So hmm. I, I, my first job out of college was on the New York cotton exchange and I was a clerk. And then I, uh, I became a member of the exchange, which was pretty cool. So I was a trader, which is pretty funny because, you know, to me, like three for a dollar, how much for one was like a metaphysical quandary. And to have to deal with, you know, uh, being an options market maker and all this other stuff, it's just pretty funny to me as I think about it that I was involved with anything financial. But it's kind of what you do now. I mean, it's making deals and figuring out customers and what's going to sell. Yeah, I think it's I mean, uh, it's, it's arbitrage. Like that's kind of my thing, I think. Um, 
somehow I, I even back then was able to see discrepancies in things. Mm-hmm. Back then it was currencies, then I traded metals, base metals, and I was an arb there, arbitrageur. So I went from being a currency arb to a metals arb. Now I'm like a cultural arb. Like I see these discrepancies and then I get kind of manic about why they exist and how can we make things or ways to take advantage of those things. And so how long did you work there? Uh, so bad with dates. So I think I think I was on the floor here in New York uh, for like a year. Then I went out on my own with a, you know, I started a company and then that was a, a few years. Uh, so probably three years trading on the floor, then off the floor at what became Citigroup. Mm-hmm. It was Solomon Brothers, Solomon Smith Barney Citigroup for about almost six years. So you were a suit guy. You put a suit oh, on God, every day? I used to hate it. And I used to get in trouble because I used to trade out of London, Sydney, and Singapore. Oh. And I'd get into the office really, really, really early. And these are big office buildings and no one was in there. So they would keep the AC off, oh. you know, because no one's in. Like people start showing up at 730. And I'd be in there at like 2.30 in the morning. So I used to show up in shorts. I used to wear jeans. I used to get yelled at. And I'd be like, I've already been here for seven hours. Like, you're just showing up. It's easy for you to say, like, oh, I had this tough workout like half an hour ago. I've been up for like seven more hours than you have. So, yeah, I used to get a little bit of grief, but it's all right. So, but, yeah, it was, was a suit. But then how, what was your first entrepreneurial product job? Product job was um, – I mean, you know, t- my, talk about method. Sure. So method. Method cleaning products. Yeah. So I'm a big, big, big fan of method and of the founders, Adam and Eric. So okay. I met them. Literally, they were mixing product in their bathroom. And the corporate name was 1731 Brand House Designs, Inc. Because hmm. oh, yeah. their office was uh, 1731 Union Street in San Francisco. Okay. So I'd started a company, my old CFO... Uh, the company was acquired. My old CFO said, you got to meet this guy. He likes all the same stuff you do. Brand and culture and people and design and art and marketing. Like you guys are like brothers from another mother. And I was like, yeah. And by the way, like for me, if someone says you should meet somebody, uh-huh. you're like, yes. So I'm always like, of course, right? Someone you know says you should meet somebody. Uh, yeah, like, of course. So I met with... Eric Ryan, and I said, so I heard you have some idea that's keeping you up at night. And he goes, yeah. And you know, like, and I was like, well, well, like, what are things you like? He's like, oh, you know, I really love package design and packaging, consumer packaged goods. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Like, I really do too. And he's like, oh, really? And -hmm. he was kind of testing me, I think, a little bit in a very appropriate way. And um, and he said, well, what's your favorite product? And I said, oh, it's this thing from England. You know, never made it to America. You're never going to know it. And he's like, that's so weird. Like, me too. Like, nobody knows mine. Mine's from England too. It never made it here. And long story short, to use a, a phrase, yeah, um, we had the same really weird back in common. And it was- What was it? It was a brand called Physio Sport. It was made by Unilever. And it predated Lynx. Lynx is Axe in America and other parts of the world. And we each had it. And it was and like you couldn't fake knowing this thing. That's so funny. It was this really esoteric bond we had over this package. It was a men's three-in-one shampoo, conditioner, body wash. It was totally badass. It had badge value. Like if you were a dude in the locker room and you like held on to this thing, you'd, you know, you'd feel good about yourself. <laughs> and um, and we each had it. And you couldn't fake knowing this thing. So I said, so I heard you have some idea you're really excited about. And he said, yeah, I think cleaning products suck. I'll never forget that. I was like, cleaning products suck. Like. Okay, 
why do you say that? And he said, the biggest thing people buy is their house and the stuff they use to take care of it is so ugly, they have to hide this stuff away. And it's so toxic, they have to lock it up. And I thought that was the most brilliant thing I'd ever heard. I literally like just dropped my jaw, like, oh my God. I said, you know, now that you say that, I think the brands are all terrible because they were created when women deep cleaned the house every day and watched P&G sponsored television, which is why they're called soap operas. And they pined over the fact that they hadn't married an astronaut because that was like the height of celebrity and sophistication back then. Like right. if you weren't Jackie O, you could at least marry an astronaut. Uh -huh. And your job as a happy homemaker was to, you know, cook a hot meal and leave it by the, you know, like, like basically leave the sports page folded up with a martini glass by the front door for your commuter husband and have the hot meal waiting and wait upstairs in the missionary position after you clean the house <laughs> every day and smoke cigarettes and watched, you know, daytime television. And he's like, oh my God. And I said, well, culturally we've shifted dramatically and yet these brands have not. And all the names, cause I'm obsessed with names and naming because I have such a crap name, like Craig Dubitsky. Like what a, What's wrong with Craig it's Dubitsky? It's so crap. So, but you know, it's all right. This is what it is. Craigie D, I like yeah. it. Yeah, right, well, there you D. go. All right, I have okay. a new name, so that's yeah. awesome. So I thought, you know, all the brands have an X because it was very technological sounding, you know, like the periodic table is being demystified for you and um, it's gonna be better living through chemistry. So the brands were, you know, Ajax and Clorox and they all had X's in them. Um, there's so many more, you can go to Windex, you know, there's just tons of them, Borax, Oxidol. So um, I just thought there was this chance to make something new and, and, and clearly Eric did and Adam, his co-founder, who's the chemist, did. So anyway, I was lucky enough to meet them really early. And So did uh, you help them launch the brand? Yeah, I, I ended up leading the original investment and method, was on the board. I was the first, you know, board member and... Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I can't take credit for anything other than being lucky enough to meet them early and really appreciating the vision really early. Well, all the founders need is someone like you, yeah, you know, to help guide and, it. And yeah, definitely. It's not just about taking someone's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really about believing in them. So you personally invested in it. I invested myself personally a little, but in mm -hmm. my role, which was working for a very large real estate company that had nothing to do with household cleaning products or consumer products per se, I said to them, we have to do this. Like, this is gonna be amazing. This is gonna change the world. And they literally said, and I love them, um, they said, well, we know you and we love you and we know you don't wanna F us over, so okay. So uh -huh. with great reluctance, we sort of went into this thing. And because they were reluctant and they trusted me, I wasn't gonna let it. And who like, bought screw. Method? Uh, now it's owned by S.C. Johnson. So a big- So it worked out. Oh, it worked out. Phenomenally well for for everybody, right? Yeah, and it's a wonderful brand and wonderful. Are you still product. on the board? No, no, no. no. It's, it's so that was a, a long time ago. That's yeah. launch. Are the founders still with Method or? Uh, I think so. Okay. Eric Ryan went on to create Ollie, which was also recently acquired. Okay. Uh, by Unilever, a vitamin, okay. you know, supplements brand. Yeah, yeah, brand. of course. And uh, now he's also That's founder huge. of Welly, which is a new, um, Welly, like I... bandages and and uh, sort of remedies and. You know, okay. Stuff to help you heal if you if you're a, a a weekend warrior. Oh yeah, you know what? I think I know a doctor who's on the board. Okay, yeah. So that that's just an launched interesting the serial guy. Okay. So oh yeah, no, he's he's terrific, and his co-founder, who's also just an amazing amazing human being, uh, Adam Lowry, is the founder of Ripple or co-founder of Ripple, which is plant based beverage. So then your next thing did was 
lip balm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm the co-founder of this company, EOS, from way back when. And I actually wanted to start a company to make other companies. And I, I had named it the Kind Group because I thought the world could use a little more kindness. Mm. Um, and EOS was born out of that, which was really kind of fun. And, um, and is that just lip balm? No, no. There's, there's the first product was actually women's shaving cream. Okay, that was the first product. the The big insight there was, if and I'm being facetious when I say big insight, the if you're a, a dude and you want to spend eighty seven cents or a hundred dollars on shaving stuff, there's a lot in between. There's mm-hmm. a whole range of stuff. But if you're a woman, you basically, you know, you would use either your conditioner or your man stuff or skintimate or satin care, and like that was kind of it. And those products typically were a man's product with a pink cap on it. And they were in steel cans that would leave a rust ring in your right. shower. Yeah. And that would have, like I used to laugh at the copy all the time because the directions were incredible. Even that there were directions on shaving cream should like signal well, that something's need, wrong. You need directions. Like should you put it on dry skin? Should you put it on wet skin? Well, I mean, people don't know that. The directions seemed like they were written by the legal department. You know, okay. so it was like- Don't have it near your eyes. No. Don't eat it. Moisten, it was it was literally like moisten no. area to be shaved. Like they had to call it the area. I don't think legal people will call it, say moisten. L- literally. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable, the language. So it was, you know, apply product to area. It was all about the area. Like Area 57, like the aliens are there, you know, it's like a government secret, like the area. And I thought this was really kind of nutty. So, and it was, you know, the same kind of warnings like you're describing and, you know, do not use near water, contents under pressure, flammable, blah, 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 blah. And I just was like, if you need this much copy for how to shave, you got bigger issues. So I wrote these directions and just said directions, colon, shave, period, Uh touch, period, smile, period. That was it. And what year was this? I'm um, so bad with years. Uh, it's probably it had to be at least at this point, like 12 years ago, maybe. Because you've been a really big part of, I think, some of how new things are launched, and just kind of the indie, simple, cool, you know, more real things. Yeah, just keep it. Yeah. Like, well, I'll just go with with yes. I've been very fortunate because so many people looked at method, and like I said, I, I never. I never want to sound like I'm taking any credit for method because it wasn't my idea. I was just able to see what could be and really appreciate the founders because founders are special people. Right. But even founders, you still need the right people around you. You can't just be the guy that has the idea and it actually becomes successful. Right. Because everybody has an idea. The, and, yes. the innovators are the people with ideas who help make them real. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't make it real, you're not really right. innovating. You're just a person with a good idea, and there's right. lots of those. Yeah. So when did you get the idea for Hello? Did you want to redo, you know, toothpaste? Did you just I see the I wanted to redo everything. Like, yeah. I still think everything kind of stinks. Yeah. And oral care was a place that I was really excited about because it's a huge category, which to me is just interesting for, for scale, but it's also really interesting because you can't disintermediate it. Like you have to brush your teeth every day. Oral health and whole body health are really, truly inextricably linked. And I thought, you know, this whole thing, this whole category is owned by just a handful of players. It, depending on which research you look at, it's like a 36 or a $40 billion category. It's kind of owned by a handful of folks. A lot of them have extracted teeth, like I was saying on the box. And no one was paying attention. Like we're reading labels on everything else, but we're not reading about saccharin in 
oral care and then kids oral care or alcohol and mouthwash or triclosan, which is now finally pretty much vanquished from toothpaste, but that's a recent thing. I mean, triclosan, the FDA wouldn't let you buy hand soap with triclosan in it, but it was in toothpaste. So how, do, how does one go about finding a toothpaste manufacturer? Like, what's your process? It's not easy. So the first thing I did, so, so had this idea, had the idea around this position around friendliness. It sounds very clinical. It was much more organic than, than I'm describing, I think. But, um, but then you have to get into nuts and bolts mode. Like, it's great to have an idea, but if you can't practically bring it to life, then like we were saying, it's not, it's not going to amount to much. So the first thing I did was I found a formulator. And the world is really small, and I'm, I'm sure every founder, yourself included, can say you rely on so many other people that you end up meeting and that are in your orbit. And I had been introduced to somebody years prior, and I never... I, I like to say I never forget a face, I never forget a name, and I have you know this this mental Rolodex going, and probably an actual Rolodex, and um, and I try to keep tabs on people. So I'd met somebody, and years prior, and I was like, she's going to help me formulate this stuff, and I was very prescriptive. She was so brilliant and so helpful because I'm not a formulator, but. I said, you know, there are things that are in these ingredients that are, sorry, the ingredients that are in products that are out on the shelf now that I know we don't want. But what we can have is just the removal of things that are bad because efficacy is really critical. Like if we made Hello Shampoo and we said, oh, you know, today, yeah, it's New York. It's a little muggy. It's like 85, whatever, 95% humidity. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have a bad hair day. I mean, I have a bad hair day every day, but you know, <laughs> you're going to have a bad hair day. Well, you know, Tomorrow the weather's gonna be better. I'm getting on a plane. I'm going, you know, to Southern California. There's gonna be no humidity. It'll be fine. If we made shampoo, that'd be fine, right? Bad hair day, it's one day. If you have a bad tooth day, right, you're, you're effed, screwed. right? Yeah. There's no like, oh, well, tomorrow I'm not gonna have a bad tooth day. Yeah. So efficacy was really important. So having a formulator who could help us make something that was awesome, that was gonna work, was critical. And and the theory was. If it's going in your mouth, it's going in your body, and anything that goes in your mouth should taste awesome. So it had to taste awesome. Did and you had to start work. with one product? Started with four. Peppermint. Uh, four, four, four toothpaste. No, the first ones were uh, I called it super mint. It was mint, spearmint, and peppermint. Hence super mint because it was super minty. I had a pink grapefruit mint. I had a mojito mint, and I had a sweet cinnamon. Which I'm laughing as I say it. It tasted so good, but people. Or like, it tastes like a Cinnabon, like I'm brushing with uh, a Cinnabon. Do you still make that one? No. So we stopped uh. all those. And we also had this amazing packaging. I mean, we won all these interesting design awards and stuff, and it was great. But the problem with it was people couldn't tell what it was. It was so different. People thought it was a hand lotion. Um, it was very compact because I was trying to save space and uh, be able to pack it in a way where we could fit an extra sort of row a product on a pallet so we'd save you know energy and pack out and all these sort of little bits of minutia that were going to environmentally be really smart and financially be smart and when the product got to the shelf people were like what is that so talk about your thing. first people the first retail partner or did you direct to consumer it like no who's no it's funny i'd love to talk about direct to consumer we did not do direct to consumer at first, and that was not an accident. So funny now, because a lot of people are like, DTC, you know, digitally native, vertically integrated brands. Right. That's all great. Like, I love 
I love jargon and buzz, and <laughs> I certainly have my share of boxes that get shipped to yeah, you know, your house. my house. So I'm not anything but positive about that stuff. But, big but, 95 plus percent of all toothpaste that is purchased in the United States of America is bought in a traditional retail mm. store. Okay. And I've watched a lot of really terrific brands and terrific companies launch, you know, where they raise a lot of money and it's all, you know, advertising, direct to consumer and hipster and influencer, this and that and the next thing. And all of a sudden they realize, oh yeah, we better launch in Target. We better launch in Walmart. We better. Um, so who was your first retail partner? Um, well, I went to Target very early uh, and they've been great. They're a, you a, had a relationship a, with them from EOS? Yeah, because I've just known people at Target right. for a long time. I also had worked with Boots a long time ago and I had helped launch Boots in the US and all the Target stores. Mm -hmm. So I knew a lot of folks. I got to know a lot of folks at, at Target um, and they've been a great, great, partner. Um, Walmart now is a amazing partner for us. They leaned in heavy with us. We're in CVS. I mean, it's so at, right now, uh, Hello's in 42,000 retail doors. Wow. And yeah. And how many employees do you have? Well, it's a great question because we had one that started yesterday uh -huh. <laughs> and we have three more brand new hires that are starting in the next like day or so. Now we're up to 25. But for the longest time, yeah. it was me, three people, and a dog. Right. Then it was two dogs. And a really and a nice landlord. And can I talk about my sure. landlord? Well, first of all, how we met. Do you remember? Do you how remember? Do we, like, we, my husband and I were shopping, and you right. and your wife were that's shopping right, right, at the right. outlet, um, the uh, furniture that's outlet. That's right. Design within reach. Can we, right. can we outlet. talk about that? Sure. Yes. Yeah. And I don't remember who talked to who first. I think I probably came over and said, Aren't you or something? Yeah, because or, I had met. Steven. Oh, you already had met Steven. Yeah, yeah, Were you yeah. living in his building yet? I think Full disclosure, my husband is his landlord. Yes. Has nothing to do with our friendship. No, but it's magical just yeah. how small the, yeah. the world is. So yes, yeah, so we started chatting and then we just knew other people and the world gets really small. So it's been good. So Yeah, so you've grown like crazy. Yes. In fact, because we have this amazing landlord, uh -huh. we now have- tripled our space wow. in the past just few months. In fact, we're, we're building out a bunch of new space now. We're, we're waiting to move back in and, are, and we're taking even more space. Are you, are you taking that old store? I think we're going <gasps> to, I think so. I don't want to jinx anything, yeah, okay. but I think right. so. Ah. I think so. Okay. I was just trying to get some intel here, but um, yeah, so <laughs> cool. So what is the best part about Craig and what you do every day? Like, what do you love the most? Um, I love people the most. I, I, what a great question. I really do. I love people and um, being able to create an environment where hopefully if we do it right, we get to attract the coolest, smartest, best people and let them do their coolest, smartest, best stuff all in service to what we're trying to create, which is this brand that people can join and that they want to use and love to use as opposed to you know, oh yeah, I got that one on sale. Oh, there was a two pack. Oh, that one says max. That one says ultra, you know, like to change it up. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, short answer is, is people. I love that I get to work with this awesome team of people. And then like they join us. They don't come for a job. Mm -hmm. They join. And it's such a- What are some perks working difference. at Hello? Um, what are some perks? Let's see. Well, dogs in the office, okay. which I know you're yeah, a fan big of. Big fan, yeah. Big perk. I mean, if you have a dog and you get to bring your dog to work. That's pretty cool. We've only had one dog that was unfriendly where uh -huh. we sort of had to say, 
you know, your dog is like kind of yapping at everyone and like nipping and like that's not a friendly dog. Does that person still work for you? No. No. <laughs> Take your dog and get out. Um, it was, and she, she is lovely, but yeah, we've only had one dog incident that was uh, a little unfriendly. But um, what's the best perk? I'm trying to think other than being able to like do stuff you love. Because I, I think that's why people join us. But um, let's see. We take every we take everybody out to the field, so we know the people that grow our mint, and it's grown in the lovely Willamette Valley of Central Oregon. So yeah. we went last year. We're going again this year, and we go when it's hotter than seven hills. But it's uh, the best time to yeah. swath the mint. That's what it's called when you huh. when you chop up the mint cool. and you extract the the oils. And why do you have to get mint from Oregon? Because it's where the best mint grows. Really? Because the climate is perfect. And okay. we found these incredible mint growers, these farmers, they're fourth generation women-owned farms. So it's something that mm. for me was really important. So hello. How about mint vodka? Can you women. turn them into mint vodka? We could. Mint juleps. Hello. Hello vodka. Juleps. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tell me people would not buy hello vodka. <laughs> I, I think just, it's a limitless. It's a limitless yeah. number. Yeah. We'll put it on our NPD yeah, list. Exactly. It's next. Coming next uh, from your favorite oral care brand. We think alcohol should not be in your mouthwash. It should just be in your <laughs> mouth and it should be swallowed and it should be enjoyed. <laughs> so what's the worst thing about being an entrepreneur and what you do? Like what keeps you up at night? Lately, lately what keeps me up at night, two things. One is a business thing. One's a personal thing. The business thing is I, I always want to move really fast. Like for me, every day is Monday and I'm yeah, You're late. very calm today. You are not the usual like- No, I'm so calm because I've had like three hours of sleep. Okay. And I've been on planes, but okay. But now that you're reminding me that I'm calm, I'll try to like- No, 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 no. But you're, yes. And, and and by the way, yeah. that that comment leads to the other thing I'm, that, that like gets me stressed. Yeah. So one is we're not moving as fast as I- would love us to, and we are moving really fast. You're moving really yeah, yeah. fast. No, 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 we're moving super fast. Like yeah. we're now, we're the fastest growing oral care brand in America. Okay, okay. We're moving so, really fast. So there's nowhere else to move fast. Right, but for me, I'm like, I see, you know, a lot of stuff and I'm right. like, I can't wait to make it real. So I'm lucky to have a team of people that can say, whoa, 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 easy, easy, easy. We're getting it all done and it's going to be amazing. But, you know, but for me, I'm always like, go, 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 go. And I have a great I call her my partner and friendly. I have a CEO that I, you know, she's amazing. So she keeps me, she keeps me grounded. But the other thing that keeps me up is, and what's so hard about being an entrepreneur is family stuff. Yeah. Because I have two, two kids. awesome kids. And, how, and they're- 17, yeah, my they're son, teenagers. and 14, my daughter, right. and my lovely bride, and, and our fabulous dog. And my daughter now is fostering five cats. So we have five cats in our uh. house too. Yeah, one mom and four kittens and they're very sweet. And um, so if anyone needs a cat, like, you know, hit me up because <laughs> we've got some really beautiful cats um, that are looking for beautiful homes. But anyway, the part that gets me going is that I want to be around more than I am, right? So I'm tired because I got in late last night from a plane ride. I got up at five o'clock this morning to be early for a morning meeting. And I've been doing that. I'm not complaining. But who does it's your schedule? Me. So you should probably know better that when you come back at night, don't schedule a meeting first thing. Right, so you but could I had no, like choice. sometimes you just, yeah. Like I'm wow. a slave to sometimes some other schedules. Yeah, but you're already like have made it. Well, So unless I, I it was with that, like Jeff Bezos or something, you probably could have made it at noon. Let's see what time yeah, is it Yeah, crack now. of noon. Yeah. But you no, could've. I can't. I yeah. you know what? It's really the thing is also that it is really fun. 
Like we're having so much fun, even when it's been really hard, because it's not easy. It's yeah. still hard, but it's really fun. But I have to like make sure I'm not missing more than I yeah. want to. Because it goes really quick. I know. Like my I mean, son's so, taller than I am now. And he'll be in college in <laughs> yeah. two years. Yeah. Well, so he's he's going to a senior year. He's going to senior. So one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he going to Babson? Oh, Babson. I love Babson. <laughs> I know you're on the board. Yeah. And, yeah, and for uh, those of you guys that don't know Babson, it's like the country's best entrepreneur school. Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, so I'm an entrepreneur in residence there. It's really cool. Ooh. So I work with uh, undergrads and grads. And wow. I do a lot with lots of different colleges I try. Uh-huh. Hmm. Um, How about Montclair State? I've I've done some things you at have. Montclair okay, State. Good. Yeah, it's lovely. Good. It's lovely. I, I try to spread myself uh, as thinly as possible because yeah. I'm not thin. There's a lot of me to go around. So uh-huh. I try to you know thin myself out. Um no, I love working with students. So, mm. but yes, my son's it, he's he's going to be off to college before I know it, and my daughter too. And you know, it's just I'm I'm bummed. And, but, and what drives your wife crazy about you? Because oh, being, this is called long story short. Yeah, this would be long right. story long. What drives her crazy? Um, let's see. I maybe load we'll have the to dishwasher. call. Maybe we'll have to call her. We haven't quite set that. Yeah, up no, we yet. could. That'd be hysterical. Yeah. She would laugh so yeah. hard. Um, Let's see. I load the dishwasher the wrong way. But at least you load but, the dishwasher. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's true. Okay. Um, what drives her crazy? Probably the fact that I'm running at like Mach 12. And are you able to let go of it when you come home at night? Are you like, do you just have all the day stuff on your head that you need to deal with? Or can you let it go and ask the kids about their days? Oh, no. I always ask them about yeah. their their day. Yeah. Always, always, always. Because um, that's something I learned over time, how... When I come home, my husband and my kids don't really care about the That's problems. Like, yeah, my, they don't care about yeah. those things. My daughter is very empathic, and she'll be like, how was your day, Dad? Aww. And my son will be like, oh, my God, we had to do this thing, and it was sucked, yeah. and it was, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or, or he'll be excited about something that's, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, he'll, he'll ask if he feels like, okay, something's going on, and I better see what's going on. But, you know, he, his, his, uh, his empathy radar is different than my – with my daughters, but uh, I try just to focus on their stuff because it's really cute. Yeah, you know, my daughter mm-hmm. wants to be a writer. My son, I've I don't know what he wants to be. He wants to be either a career diplomat or a Supreme Court justice. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how involved are they in Hello? Like, oh my God. Um, well, they lo- they love to come into the office. My daughter will love to come in and like pack boxes and uh-huh. do stuff. Um. Like they're involved like tangentially, right? Like they're just curious if I write something funny, they'll say like that. No, dad, that's like dad joke. That's not really right. funny. But do they ever like get mad at you for like being Craig? No, at no? least not yet. I'm sure okay. it'll come out much later. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll yeah. be on a couch, you know, 30 years from now and say, I mean, you are- oh my God, my dad, all he talked about was toothpaste. Uh, but you are the guy that gets in front of people and starts literally pouring toothpaste in your mouth. I do. I yeah, do, do he that. does. Only fluoride free. Only- if you're listening, oh. never eat. You shouldn't eat toothpaste. But yeah, it's funny. I had a meeting this morning and I ate and someone said, oh my God, you're going to eat the whole tube. Um, fluoride-free toothpaste. Yeah, I'm happy to. I mean, you have video cameras. You, you know, <laughs> I can show you if you want. Well, we may, but, maybe in the swipe up to listen part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But don't but don't eat toothpaste. I just want to say don't eat toothpaste. Um, but yeah, I eat toothpaste. So my, my kids find it funny, I think. And my wife you know, has had no, you know, I, I, I jokingly tell people all the time, my wife is a clinical psychologist. She's a PhD in clinical psych. So I tell people all the time, that I needed it full time. Like I'm her full practice. Uh. I keep her totally busy, twenty four seven practice, and 
and I'm the luckiest person ever. Like I basically always say my wife's only made one mistake and you're talking to it right now. Yeah, she's amazing. I totally married up. She's yeah, she's she's very very she's pretty amazing. by the way and very sweet. Oh, she's yeah, she's the yeah. greatest and she's yeah. a, she's my, you know, she's the love of my life. Yeah, and uh and my you know, she's my partner in everything, right? She's amazing. So yeah, that's the other thing about being an entrepreneur, find people that can really Deal be with you. supportive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, you. you you know, I, I mean, I'm 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 manic. Like she told me one day, she's like, "You're hypomanic," and I said, "Oh God, that sounds terrible. Like, am I going to die from that?" Uh-huh. She said, "No, no, no. It's probably a good thing. Like, if people could figure out how to bottle it, you'd be then can you'd you really read, be excited." Can you read a book? Can you sit down and read a book? No, no. The last book I can remember reading, actually, this is kind of bizarre. The last book that I can remember really reading, like start to finish the whole book, was the Steve Jobs biography. And before that- See, I listened to that on Audible. Right. Well, the last book I can remember reading before that uh-huh. was George Orwell's <laughs> Animal Farm from when oh. I was in like sixth grade or something. I mean, literally, I, I had could, this huge gap right. in my wife. Oh, this is perfect because you asked like, what, what's something that bugs my wife? That I'm a notorious non-reader. Because my wife is a major reader. Our kids are major readers. My wife started a not-for-profit called Book Nation. It's really cool where she assembles collections of books for kids that don't- Really like get to the library or have someone helping them. Maybe My father has a garage it's, full of of nine books that he's he, written. No way. Oh yeah, I would love to send some of the books. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Oh yeah, you should see our you should see our our garage, our basement, the back of my car. It's all books. Well, well, speaking of people that are visual, and I'm very visual, that we have a bookshelf because my husband is an avid reader. Like, I just can't even tell you how many books, and I don't know how he does it. You know what I do with the books? I have them all sorted by color, and so I've got the red <laughs> section, the green, the orange. That, does it drive yeah, him crazy? No, he allowed me to do it, but it took me literally three days because when is a gray a blue, and when is a yellow an orange? And no, and honestly, no, there's like an ombre oh, yeah. type of thing going on. Oh yeah, but it's books. really beautiful. Um, it's really now really you're pretty, so yeah. you're, so, you're, so you're talking to me. So <laughs> so, yeah, so we married similar guy. people, yeah. right? So I, yeah. yeah, I have to have it so it's aesthetically. Not damaging, right? And so you found a shrink, and I found a businessman attorney. So yes, they keep perfect. us settled, right? Grounded yeah. and normal, yeah. And but I always think yeah. I'm a little bit hyper and nutty until you come into the office, and then there's like the Craig tornado. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. It's yeah, okay. It's, it's what it's what what's endearing about you. Well, thank you. No, yeah. it's, I feel literally like I am the luckiest person ever, and I. And really what's next feel that. then? What's oh, next? Oh, what's next? Okay, what's next? Um, well, we have a lot more stuff coming from Hello because it's Hello Products, not Hello Oral Care Inc. Uh-huh. So there's a lot more Hello to come. Right. Um, and what else can I talk about? Those are like the, you know, like that's really it. I got lots of secret stuff, yeah. but, you know, I got to yeah. keep people on their toes, you of know? Of course. I got secret stealth stuff is, too. So. Stealth is good. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, that's we've talked keep, about some, yeah. you know, we, we got some yeah. secret, you know, if yeah. anyone wants to come to Montclair and share yeah. some secrets. <laughs> we got we got the vault. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. It's vault. like a secret stealthy little magical town. Well, I'm just so happy that you came, first of all. Oh, please. Um, Thank you for having me. And I always ask my guests, the last question I ask is, if the people listening today could do one thing that's going to change their life, according to Craig, what could it be? The one thing that'll change your life, say yes to the things you wouldn't normally say yes to and and um, always share with people. Like that's the key. Like I tell my kids and every time I can, literally how, how lucky I am and I really mean that, 
But I also say if you put positive stuff out, positive stuff comes back. And if you put negative stuff out, it's kind of easy to think right. what's going to come back. So so more good things have happened to me by saying yes and meeting with people where there's no agenda. doesn't matter. Like just do your best to put yourself out there and be a good listener, which I feel funny saying because I'm doing all this talking right now, but be a good listener and be kind. It's so simple. Like people, I it's think, like sense. to, yeah, they like to complexify things. So if you can like really boil it down, like for me, going back to hello, because I'm staring at it here on the table, you know, everything was nasty. Like what's the opposite of nasty? Friendly. Ah, okay. Like that was it. Like shave cream was complicated and masculine. Let's make it feminine and beautiful. You know, all these things. Like to me, they seem kind of obvious. Mm. And don't be scared of the obvious. I think that's another thing. Like people think, oh, well, that's just too simple. Like no one will want that or no one's interested in that. Or, that's a bad idea. It's like it's only a bad idea if you don't do anything with it. Well, that's all great advice. And where could people hear more, see more? Where are your social oh, handles? Yes. So one thing on our website, which is helloproducts.com, there's a Skype button and it comes to me. So if anybody wants to Skype with me, get out of here. Oh, it's real. It's legit. I, will not I get be Skype. That on mine. No, I get Skype from all over the world all the time. What do they say? It's magic. I've had so many really cool things. I mean, you can't even imagine how many cool things. Huh. Oh, yeah. From like Lionel Richie to. Uh, Lionel Richie, Richie oh, Skype too? Yeah. I've had so many cool <laughs> things happen. Um, a buyer from the largest drug store chain in Saudi Arabia pinged me over Skype from a desert camping trip he was on with his son. Uh-huh. Like wild things. Uh. It's beautiful things. Do you sell there now? Uh no. We're, no. we're right now everything You're not is in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, we're we're just focused really on the on the US for now. Okay. But aren't you in London too? Aren't you in at Boots UK? We, you know we were okay. and we'll probably go back because the demand we've stopped counting now, but we've had amazing interest from over 85 countries begging us for product, which is great. So that that's something else to look forward to for next year, for sure for us. But um, so so you can Skype with me right, right from the website helloproducts.com. Um, oh, my Instagram is hello.founder. Right, and there's also a brand one. Yes, for Hello Products. So come to Hello Products. We just hit fifty thousand followers. Cool. Organic followers. Yeah, and we we like we don't have a a group that's writing back to people. Like it's us. So if you write. I you write back answer. if you oh, call. Right. And you're going to give me up. the list of all your cool content people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'll, yeah we'll stick around. Yeah. yeah, so if anyone needs help, I'm really serious. Like, this is how good things keep happening in the world. So I love that you're doing this podcast, yeah. and I love that you're putting out positivity, and I love that you have lots of founders on and interesting creative people who are doing great things. So the other thing I'd say is if you have a good idea, don't sit on it. Share it and put it out there because, you know what, the other thing is you have to think of yourself as a well not as a bucket. Mm. Like you only have one idea. I don't want to share it with anybody. No, you're a well. You have lots of ideas. Like don't be scared yeah. to put stuff Just out. Just do it. Yeah, because if you don't, you're going to have regret. It's going to be awful. It's going to eat you up. So yeah, keep putting out the positivity. Yay. All right, guys. I'm going to have to say goodbye, but to I have to say goodbye to hello. Aww. Hello, goodbye. All right. Well, All right. <laughs> goodbye from hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So that was my conversation with Craig Dubinsky. Can you believe he actually lets people Skype with him? That's unbelievable. I couldn't imagine in a million years having to do that. That's how open and, and personable this guy is. How many founders would do that? And that's it for this episode of Long Story Short. If you like the show, tell a friend, 
Also, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, email them to askbobbybrown at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram at justbobbybrown and let me know who you'd like me to interview, anything else you want to see. Thanks for listening. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production.